Okay. All right. We're back. In black. Neither one of us are wearing black. I have a black tank top on underneath my sweater. Yeah. Ooh. Welcome to This Is Marriage Podcast. I'm Porter. I'm Ashley. We are on episode... 13. Yeah. Oh. It's my favorite number. Is it? Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, because you were born on the 13th. Yep. Look at me knowing your birthday. For once. (laughs) (laughs) Because you were born on the 23rd. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So the episode number 13, it's Monday night. Yep. Monday. And we have really just enjoyed a fabulous day off together. You don't work on Mondays, and I don't work ever. (laughs) And so we had a great day today. It was fun hanging out with you. Yeah. You said this in your Snapchat story, but you said Mondays are your new favorite day of the week, and I agree. Mondays are my favorite day of the week. I get to hang out with with my lady, with my my boy. And, uh, yeah. So it's another Monday. Last week, guys, we had a lot of really good feedback from our podcast last week. If you haven't listened to that, take a second, pause this, go back, listen to that. Um, It was it was pretty heavy. We talked about some some shit and kind of got into it. And we did. It got awkward. It got weird. And it was also extremely therapeutic. And I think that a lot of people um, see our situation and the situations of a lot of step parents very differently because of the things that you said so yeah i hope so i mean that's that's kind of the goal with this whole podcast other than doing it because we think it's fun um we want to help people yeah well and and honestly like it was probably the most therapeutic for ourselves like having that conversation i don't know why it was different or what changed but in the four years that we've been together and as many times as we thought about the issue and talked about um, some of those things, doing it live on this podcast and then having our, our own little kind of powwow to, to kind of hash it out really was, I think, groundbreaking for us. I think it was a, a huge turning point in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And so even if nobody else ever listened to that, it was extremely beneficial for us as a, as a couple. So Yeah, I already feel like just from recording it, I already feel a, like I am completely my outlook has completely changed on the situation like i like volunteered to go to swim meet yeah what you hate swim meet on saturday and bring the boy yeah i mean i like i said i was still in porter this the other day and we haven't had ellie since we recorded right except for you know a couple hours on tuesday but shouldn't say the night last tuesday and so this weekend i guess will be the ultimate test but i was telling him i already feel completely different yeah like towards her like my attitude and everything well and the fact that you came to her swim meet was was a huge demonstration of you know your kind of commitment to the relationship and commitment to like making things better and it went a long way like it blew my mind and i think it, it blew ellie's mind too she was genuinely thrilled beyond belief to see you there and to see wild there yeah you know supporting her and i think it, it was a huge had a huge impact on her so um yeah things are are looking looking good and that Aspect. We'll have to find some more shit to fight about. <laughs> you know, not hard. Not hard. <laughs> just watch you load the dishwasher. <laughs> just kidding. Don't give me that death glare. Take a joke. Fuck off. Porter's sensitive because he's Mr. Maid lately. And <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't think we need to get into that on this <laughs> this episode. 
Well, apparently there's some feelings there. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. Like I just, it. I think no matter what your your partner does when you live with somebody, the other person always is going to feel like they do more around the house. Like they do more work, and so I, I don't think that that's un you know unnatural. And you do a ton with the boy, and you're you know up with him at night, and you're taking care of him, you know pretty much from as soon as we get home from work, as well as trying to feed you know do dinner and stuff like that. So I'm not I don't want to you you are a major help. I don't know about major, but <laughs> you are a thanks help around the house. Not a hired help though. With some things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. Was that a backhanded compliment? I don't know what that was. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a good week for us. We uh, we did the swim meet. We. Anything else between last time we recorded and tonight that is of sub- substance? We went to my work party on oh, Friday. Oh, right. We had a blast that with that. If you guys are looking for a job apply at health equity in some capacity go to work for those people because like you if you remember we, we mentioned the amount of money that um, yeah, the Costco they had the Costco thing and then they do this rocking summer party and then they also do a, a killer Christmas party so yeah they are a fantastic company and I am just beyond grateful for Ash having a job there it's it's fantastic yeah I dig it yeah um, so we had the summer party and I still haven't found a job yet, so we'll keep you guys informed on that. I have a, another interview on Wednesday, so hopefully that will yield something. But otherwise, you, you know. You had a cavity filled today. I did. Yeah, I had a minor cavity filled today. This is which, our uh, public service <laughs> to brush and floss your teeth. Yeah. The microphone just assaulted me. <laughs> My, Ash is over here. Smashing her boobs against the microphone as if that were necessary. Uh, but yeah, I don't feel like we did anything else that's worth talking about. Yeah, I can't remember anything worth talking about. Not like I'm holding out. I just can't think of anything exciting yeah. that we have done. So should we get into it then? Yeah. Can do it. Mm. Yeah. Why don't you introduce our uh, our topic for today? Um. <clears throat> I don't remember how I came about this. I'm just trying to think of, like, things that would be helpful if you're listening to this as someone in a relationship. And I'm trying to think of what are, like, common things, common uh, issues or something that one may face in a relationship. I'm like, oh, duh, right? Like, super obvious, cheating. Yeah, big issue. Big issue. So... Uh, we're going to talk about some questions, answer some questions yeah. about cheating, give our thoughts on them. Um, yeah. Okay. That's so about it. One of the, the things that I think so that happens so often in, with a couple and I think is a huge cause for divorce is this idea of emotional adultery, right? Like mm-hmm. emotional cheating. So you never actually have sex with anybody else. You never even have any type of physical reaction with somebody else or interaction right. with somebody else. But you, there's this blame or this 
accusation of emotional adultery. Yeah. And Ash, do you believe in emotional adultery? I mean, do you think that that's a real thing that that you can that it's considered adultery that you're cheating on your spouse even if you don't actively if you don't act on it? Oh, 100%. I I definitely believe in um emotional cheating. Okay. So tell me what that looks like then. What in your mind defines emotional cheating? Well, in my eyes, in your eyes. <laughs> I sent you a text. Okay. <laughs> um Let's see. Emotional cheating to me is I don't know, kind of just what it sounds like. So you're not. <laughs> uh, I text Porter um, a topic idea, and he's like, "Oh," turns his computer around and said, "Topic is it's already on the screen." Because we share a brain. Yeah, we do. I I don't know why I can't think right now, but I have an article pulled up, and this pretty much sums it up. So. This classifies adult cheating. I mean, <laughs> adult cheating, <laughs> emotional cheating in like a couple different bullet points. So, as number one is lying about how close you are to someone else. So, the whole like, oh, she's just a friend at work, um, complaining about your partner to someone else. And I feel like this could be. Uh, take it the that's wrong kind of a, way. I was gonna say that's kind of a gray area because I think what it means. I is, bitch to you about everybody. Like I could be. Yeah. Well, I'm, like I waiting like for a, a sandwich at Jimmy John's, <laughs> like standing in line at a restaurant, and I'll turn to a complete stranger, be like, "My fucking wife, man." <laughs> And this, like, poor little kid is all, excuse me? And then the dad's all, don't talk to my kid like that. Oh, my God. I think what this means is, because I feel like it's, like, it's natural to, you know, talk to your friends and vent, like, to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think what this is meaning is, I, I guess I'm just looking at it, if you were having these conversations with the opposite sex, and I... I'm sure this article has means more to it than that, but if you say there's this like girl at your work, if I'm you, and you know you're what do they call it the fount office water talker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the office water talk. Yeah. That's what it is. It's y'all. <laughs> the water fountain. What is that called? <laughs> the water cooler. Yeah. Anyways, like talking around the water cooler, like shooting the shit, and it's like if you are like crushing on someone or you think someone's attractive, it's not like you're gonna go up to them and be like, "Man, my wife is so fucking cool. Like yeah. she is hot. She does all these things for me, and I she's just love her so much." great cook and great around the house. No, like, I imagine what this means is, like, you're always going to this person, like, talking shit on your spouse. Yeah. Because you kind of want to give yourself 
like, oh, I'm married, but my wife's a total bitch, and she rules my life, and she's yeah. horrible. Kind of, like, giving yourself, like, a wait. An out. An out, yeah. Right, like a justification or something. Yeah. And this one has sharing big news with someone else before your partner, which, yeah, I can see that being a big deal. Sending inappropriate messages. Um, making your partner a placeholder. See, this is why I should read articles before <laughs> I just start talking about them on our podcast. Well, <laughs> So here's here's what I, an article that I found that I thought was interesting. It's probably much better than mine. I don't know. Probably. Um, <laughs> it's are you having an emotional affair with your work spouse? Eleven ways to figure out if you are in an inappropriate workplace relationship. Okay. So I'm going to go through these questions, Ash. You answer them and tell me if you are having an emotional affair with your work spouse. Whew, all right. If you're cheating on me. All right. So be honest now. Okay. Don't lie. This might get awkward again. You whore. <laughs> All right. Here are 11 things to ask yourself to decide whether you might be stepping over the bounds of an appropriate workplace relationship. And this one, Ash already mentioned, your partner is no longer the first person you are excited to tell things to, and you often assume you've already told them about X. In reality, you told your work wife because of your close working relationship and assumed that you told your partner as well. Oh, shit. If this were the case, then you're cheating on me with Kyle because <laughs> yeah. you could have the biggest news in the world and Kyle will tell you, you'll tell Kyle first. No. And then after the fact, you'll be like, wait, I already told you this. And they like, nope. You're like, oh, I must have been telling Kyle that. That has happened before, but not with like big news. No, that's true. You do you do a good job. But but I can see this. I, I you know, And I'm really bad at this. I have a shitty memory and I've had conversations with people that I assume I've also had with Ash just because I don't have a memory. And I remember having this conversation, but... That's because he's having an emotional affair on me. Um, with me. No, okay, not moving. with me. <laughs> <laughs> then who would I be cheating on? <laughs> um, number two, rather than doing things to impress your partner, you do them to impress your work spouse. Oh, shit. Yeah, so like the example they give in this is buying Girl Scout cookies, and your work spouse comes to you, and they're like, hey, my niece is selling Girl Scout cookies, and you're all... Hell yeah, I'll take like 10 boxes when your wife's like, hey, this girl at my work is selling Girl Scout cookies for her daughter. And you're like, nah, I don't care. I don't want any. Don't buy it. Don't bring that shit home. Yeah. Or I don't know if this is like a similar example, but like getting your hair done. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't give a shit about what my wife thinks or what my husband thinks. Like, but I want to impress Billy Bob at the office. Tell me about this Billy Bob at your office. You came up with that example pretty just off the top of your head, huh? And I just got just, my hair just done. Just now, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. The idea of, lo- number three, the idea of losing your actual partner doesn't bother you because you know your work partner will be there to support you and help you through it. Ooh. They'll also help you justify your actions in the primary relationship's breakdown. So that's exactly kind of like what you were saying is like, you develop this relationship with this person at work mm-hmm. and tell them all the shitty things and then when your relationship with your partner ends... They'll be like, well, no, like you're totally justified. Yeah. Like, remember all those shitty things that they d- did or said, and you know, all of a sudden, they become like that echo chamber for you. Right. And you're just like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, I totally should. I was. A divorce. I absolutely am in a shitty relationship. Oh my god, why have I been so naive to this? Thank you for helping me see the light. Yeah. And being, and 
objective listener <laughs> in giant air quotes as opposed to what they actually are is subjective listener because they may or may not want to get in your pants. Yeah, like, uh, and talking shit on your spouse to this person makes it seem like not a big deal to cheat on them. Yeah. If you were to make it physical. But I think that that's one of the dangerous things, too, and, and this is, might be a little bit off topic, but I think that that can be a problematic thing regardless if it's, you know, uh, your work spouse or not. Like, if you go to a job and you have this confidant there, you have this person, whether or not you have a romantic interest in, in them or not, and you are constantly, you know, talking shit to your, your partner, well, when then things are bad, this person doesn't have any loyalty to this your partner that they may or may never have may or may not have ever met right yeah and so then they're going to just kind of repeat to you and be sympathetic to you and tell you what you want to hear and kind of get inside and it's very very likely that they could get just get inside your head even unintentionally just they're just trying to be supportive but they could get inside your head and be like yeah no from what you told me it's a shit show at home you should totally bounce yeah because it's not like you're going to go to them saying all the good things yeah, nobody shares good information, you know? Yeah. Um, you don't vent about positive things. Especially not to the opposite sex. Yeah. And about so your current spouse. And, I, I mean, even to the same sex, I think that that could have, be a dangerous thing is, you know, bitching to your, to your friends. Yeah. You know, gender aside, about your situation at home, because then if things go badly they're they're not going to be objective. They're going to tell you what you want to hear and they're going to support you as opposed to helping you, you know, possibly help you see, like, both sides of a situation. They'll just be like, oh, yeah, no, totally. You're yeah. a great you're a great person. I love working with you. You know, we've got this great relationship at work. It sounds like your spouse is the problem. Well, and we watch Married at First Sight. Constantly. I'm so goddamn obsessed with that show. They're, uh, I think it's when it's after they've like met the families and everything after they're married the therapists counselors whichever however they want to be called have said this on like past seasons like you need to be careful what like it's okay to you know vent to a certain extent like you want to tell your family and friends things but that same thing they're like you want to be careful what you're saying because if they're only hearing the negative things they're going to have this like skewed idea of what kind of person this is and so then when yeah you are in a fight or shit goes south they're not going to have that like unbiased opinion because they're only hearing bad things yeah so. And they think highly of you, possibly, yeah. you know, and so they're, yeah, they're going to be like, yeah, you're awesome. They suck. You should totally get a divorce. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a lot of these that we're going to, I think we should just kind of skip through these. Um, one of them I think that is very uh, possible, something that I've always tried to avoid, and you should, I mean, it's a fucking workplace. Like, this is your wife, your work wife husband is very flirtatious and often brings up sexual things in conversations where they have no place and so like you have this relationship with this person and they're constantly like throwing out innuendos Mm -hmm. or you know 
other things and you kind of engage in that overtly sexual conversation or talk about inappropriate things or maybe start to exchange text messages outside of work Yeah. because some of the context of the text message is work-related mm-hmm. and then a lot of it's just bullshit conversation. Right. And so it's easy to justify, like, no, I'm having a work conversation. Like, yeah. When in reality, like, you're having very, like, inappropriate conversations with a coworker. Right. Have you ever had sexual and inappropriate conversations with a coworker, Ash? No. Promise? Promise. Look me in the eye. I am looking you in the eye. Can you not see my eyeballs looking at your eyeballs? <laughs> <laughs> I see your eyeballs looking at my eyeballs. So, okay. No, never. In hey, all my work history. Have you ever had a work husband? No. What about a work wife? Well, Kyle. Okay. I can get behind that. But not like, I don't think I've ever like referred to her as a work wife. No. Like, just friend. Yeah. Mediocre friend at that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Have you? Ever had, like, sexual conversation with someone at work? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, at work, like, I assume so. Not, like, with a woman, but, like... No, that's... When I'm doing, like, concrete or I'm working, like... No, I didn't think that's what you were asking me. Oh. I just asked if you'd ever had a sexual conversation with someone at work, an inappropriate conversation with a work with a coworker. Oh, I thought you meant like a sexual conversation like with someone of the opposite sex. You took it how you took it, dude. Oh my god. I don't know what you're on right now, but you need to like tone it down. Um No, have you ever had like an inappropriate No, with the opposite sex? Yeah. No. Okay. No. I, I've always worked for companies where they have very, very strong HR policies. Yeah. And have, like, you know, in, in the hiring process, have made it very, very clear that that will not be tolerated, like, even a little bit. Yeah. And even if the other person is cool with it, there's always that chance that someone else is going to overhear it. And I just was never willing to risk my my employment for for that conversation. Have you ever, like, been friends with someone at work and then it turned into, like... A flirtatious, like, texting thing? Like, while I was in a relationship? Either or. I guess so. But, I mean, I wasn't in a relationship. Here's the thing. And and maybe this is this is a good segue to, to that conversation about flirting. Mm-hmm. Is because I think uh, flirting can be easily misconstrued or, you know, I think flirting can be um, subjective. Yeah. So, like... I could be having, you know, you and I aren't married. I happen to see you at a coffee shop. I'm just shooting the shit with you, and you can consider it flirting. Yeah. But on my part, I'm just being friendly, being friendly, being a nice person. I may have like zero intent behind it. Like, there's no sexual innuendo. There's no like me, you know, trying mm-hmm. to to fill you out or anything else. It's just or fill me up. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people like I see. You know, especially like you see this with like old men and waitresses. Like you know, yeah. you see like my dad or some of these older dudes at a, at a restaurant, and they start chatting with their their waitress, and it's like, is them is that flirting or yeah. is that just being an old dude who just talks to people? Yeah. So that, what do you think? What it? How, what do you define? How would you define flirting? Because I think that that can be, you know, partly an answer to my your question is. If I've ever been flirtatious with a coworker, because I don't feel like I have been like inappropriate, but I feel like have you? I guess 
how to define flirting in the way that we're like talking about. Have you ever been like texting someone or talking to someone that makes you all happy in your pants? <laughs> no, I've never. Because you know, like I've never been involved like in a that. text conversation that gives me an erection. Ever? Hmm. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You, you and I have never worked together. That's, I, you, I, <laughs> plus, you're not into sexting anyway. Mm, not really. I'm awkward. <laughs> but I guess, like, that could be how to def- define it in, like, crossing the line type of way. Right. Like, because you know that feeling, like, when you're when you met someone new and you're into them and like you're texting back and forth and you're getting like butterflies and it's right. like you're giddy and you're excited to see them like if you feel that way talking to someone when you're in a relationship then you consider n- that cheating yeah okay you consider that like actual cheating or just like flirting bordering on cheating I I wouldn't say you were cheating on me but I'd be fucking pissed yeah like okay. that's I feel like that's a gateway drug to cheating. <laughs> it's the marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cheating. Yeah. yeah. Um it's not illegal, but it could be frowned upon <laughs> in some states. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so that that's fair. So I guess then my my thought about that in answer to your question is I have never engaged in an email or text conversation you know, whilst in a relationship mm-hmm. that I would be embarrassed or ashamed or hide from yeah. my partner. I guess so that's a good way to put it too. If, you know, there was a moment, you know, where I was texting like Casey at work, mm-hmm. you know, cause we would text outside of work periodically about things. You're a whore. <sighs> Just kidding. There was never a moment where you would be like, Hey, what are you, who are you texting? And mm-hmm. I'd be like, uh, um, Bob, my boss, he, uh, he needed some, some documents for me, so him and I are just going back and forth. And then you check my phone while I'm asleep, and you find out that I wasn't texting Bob, and Bob doesn't even exist. But I'm texting. <laughs> you don't even have a job. Or a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Shame on you then for <laughs> believing. <laughs> Wait, you've been unemployed for six months. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to get some uh, some documents over to legal. I need to return some videotapes. <laughs> So, no, there, and so if I had been in, in those conversations and you asked to see my phone, yeah, which in, you know, in the course of our relationship, you never have, no, um, or you were to like secretly go through it behind my back without me knowing about it, I only did that once, and it was right before our wedding, and I was making sure you weren't <laughs> having any like skeletons in the closet, <laughs> um, yeah, that was so awkward walking in and seeing you. Who else was in the bathroom with you? Was it just you and Kyle? Probably. I feel like there was someone else because it seemed like a very crowded room. I don't know. And you were so... I don't know if you were drunk, but you were so bad about them all. Ash, where's my phone? <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't know. <laughs> and then I borrow someone else's phone and call it and it rings like in your hand. Like, Ash, is that my phone? Uh, no. You better go now because this isn't yours. <laughs> no, I... I would be like that regardless, but I was drunk that night. Yeah. Which I think just led to my, like, me overthinking and freaking out about everything and yeah. having, like, the wedding jitters. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I don't I don't blame you at all. But, so that would be, 
I think where for me the line would be crossed is because I have obviously said things or done things that I didn't mean tempers. All right, Eminem. Um, (laughs) I don't know the words. Yeah, evidently. (laughs) And so that would be where I would consider the line having been crossed is if I'm too embarrassed to show it to you or there's things that in that conversation that I don't want you to know, Yeah. then to me that's where the line would be crossed. Yeah, if you have to hide it, then I would consider that emotional cheating. And that, on this article that I had, it said... Where's my mouse? Um, if you delete or hide messages slash calls from someone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and and here's where I struggle because this is just naturally how I am. And I don't know when this started because I've never been... That's not true. I should stop saying that. I I guess I am a flirty guy, like a flirty person. Mm-hmm. Um, like Lucy, for example, our, our friend, when she first started, when her and I first started working together at Eddie Bauer... She kind of viewed me before we got to be friends. She like, I was like, who do you think of? Like, what did you? What was your first impression of me? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I, I looked at you and I immediately thought that you were like a player, and like the other fact that like the other women at work like warned me about you and like, hey, <laughs> don't don't talk to Porter or whatever else. And I was always like, the fuck? Like, I've never. Didn't people say that about you like in high school too? Or I well, feel like there's been more than one occasion where. So one oh, of the other when teachers, teaching, when I was teaching... And your kids used to say that about you. One of the other teachers asked her students, like, who do you think Mr. Plant was while he when he was a student? Like, Mr. Plant, as you know him, who was he in high school as a high school kid? And, like, <laughs> the number one adjective that people used to describe me as what they thought I would be like in high school was fuckboy. <laughs> I didn't even know what that meant. I had to, yeah, we were so goddamn old. I had to look <laughs> it up. But that's what people describe me as. Like and a player? Pe- yeah, I assume so. I don't know. Is that like uh, this day and age is... I think it's kind of like douchebag is in a way, just like... I'm going to Google it right now. Douchey player. Urban Dictionary, that shit. Doing it. Um, yeah, asshole boy who is strictly into sexual relationships. You fucking fuck boy. <laughs> so, dictionary.com has it as an example. Huh, interesting. Yeah, who doesn't respect women but relies on them heavily. He's distant, doesn't care about other people's time, and won't commit. Hmm. So that's what the kids all saw me as they thought when high school I was that guy and I was exactly like the opposite I was never never anywhere close to that guy so I must put off that aura or that energy of being flirtatious and being I think you are I mean it's never been like an issue that I've seen but um, but the other thing that for me is I've always like my best friends at work and in college like when I was in college and since leaving college and, and becoming working full time my best friends at work have always been women. Did that ever have, like, was that ever, because it's kind of, you're doing very well segueing our <laughs> yeah, topics. This is, this is going well. Um, did, when you were married the first time, was that ever brought up or was that, did Huge she issue. know about that? Huge issue. Like, gigantic biggest biggest fights we've ever had were over my my friendships with girls at school with college were you hanging out with them outside of school or was it just strictly well, like, like school or you just, just school stuff like 
Oh, but you were like doing activities just with happen- them, like studying or Yeah, we happen to have like the same schedule. Yeah. And so it'd be like, Hey, here's this class that starts at nine and then goes to like eleven thirty. Oh, and then we're gonna grab lunch together. Well and then we don't have class again until three, but we both yeah. have the same class and so it's like I'm gonna be in the library, why don't you know or you know, helping each other with things. But it was never you know, and I can say this to you now, like without any fear of anything because yeah. I'm not trying to I don't have anything to hide from you, but like there was never like any type of romance or whatever or anything else. Like, yeah. The age difference was significant enough, and I think everything stayed professional enough, but it was like a little sister. Yeah. You know, more than I want to try and get in your pants, it was like, you know, a little sister yeah. type relationship. Well, and I had this first thought, or not thought, uh, concern, fear, whatever, when... We first started dating because you were still work. Uh, no, you had just quit Eddie Bauer when we first started dating. But you were still friends with Lucy, who was a younger girl. Yeah, and we went backpacking together. Oh yeah, slept I in the same like, tent. Not okay went with hiking that. all the time. Because of like this woman, and you're like, oh, we're going backpacking, just the two of us, and we're gonna sleep together. Not like sleep together, but yeah, sleep next to each other. And I. It's not like I didn't believe that nothing happened, but I was, like, so thrown off by, like, what the fuck is this? And then... So, yeah, like, I I totally... I get that. But, like... I don't know. I still have, like, my insecurities. Sure. That's still... I still get jealous to a certain extent, even though I know nothing's happening, but I feel like I know you enough now, and I know that's kind of just your personality that I like trust you and this has kind of been always my thing is like just because I trust you doesn't mean I necessarily trust like other women right because there's a lot of shady women just like there's men there's a lot of shady women who will manipulate men to get what they want yeah and so it's and I've had this conversation before like with friends or like like past relationships it's like it's not necessarily you I don't trust it's the other person that I don't trust right well in situations yeah you know and I mean I've never had that I don't think you should ever put yourself into a situation where shit could go bad you know Um, that was kind of my thing like when you guys were backpacking I'm like it's not that I don't trust you because why would you be telling me about it but it's like were we dating when I went backpacking with Lucy we were just I don't think I've been with her since you and I got together I went hiking with her the one time. Yeah. And I thought you were fell off a cliff and died because you didn't tell me you were going hiking and I didn't hear from you for like six hours. Yeah. Or you told me you were... I don't remember what it was, but I thought you died somewhere. Yeah. But, it, I mean, I haven't like had that where you've been like, oh, I'm going to go do this with so-and-so. It's like, I don't trust them. Like, I haven't had that with you. But right. I've had that in the past where I'm like, I'm a girl. I've been around girls. Like, I know how shitty they can be right and same with men like humans can just be shitty especially when sex is involved but i remember thinking like when you guys were backpacking it's like all right you might be all like buddy buddy now but then like you get alcohol involved and you get the fact that it's just the two of you and it's kind of like this well we're drunk shit might just like organically happen because like that happens before right like and so that was always, like, my worry Yeah. when you would t- tell me about that. And I never, like, met anyone who 
number one, went backpacking. I didn't even really know what the fuck backpacking <laughs> was. And number two, did, like, things... Had girls that were exclusively friends. Yeah. And then did things like that with them. So yeah. everything was, like, foreign, and I was kind of like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? And, and it does... It weirds out a lot of people, and I don't blame anybody for it, because I've always had very, like, strong platonic relationships with women. Yeah. Um... You know, like Cindy Berry and, and Lindsay at Murray. Yeah. You know, Casey at work. And things well, were... it helps me when, you know, a lot of them are gay. Yeah. So then it just... I'm like, whew. I feel better now. Yeah. <laughs> Let me introduce you to my friend and her wife. Yeah. It's I'm like, like, oh, great. You guys want to go backpacking? Sure. <laughs> All the time. You can oh. hang out. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I always have kind of just been drawn that way. And, and I don't deal with... I don't, it's not that I don't do well with men. I, I make... Oh, shit, sorry. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I was trying to drink my drink over here so it's quiet, and my eyes is sloshing around, and then I well, hit Especially the, when you're, like, the microphone. sloshing it around with your straw. I'm trying to get every last drop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> I think you got every last drop, dude. Uh, alrighty, then. So, I think that, and, and, and I don't know why, but you're kind of the same way. I feel like you probably get along better with men than you do with women, right? Um, I used to always claim that it depends on the the girl. Yeah. I guess I don't... I get along with men better than like a prissy high-maintenance girl because just because I like to look nice and I like to do my hair and makeup as you know from living with me most of the time I'm in a disgusting t-shirt and my hair and makeup hasn't been done for a week. Yeah. And so, like, I don't consider myself high maintenance. No, you're like the lowest maintenance person I've ever met. And so, and it's not that I don't get along with those girls. It's just we're, like, completely different. So it's hard for me to have anything in common with them. And so in that aspect, yes, I get along better with men or with, like, I mean, like, the girls that you're friends with or that we're friends with, you know, that are just more on my level and right. don't care so much about shit like that. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and I don't know what it is. Like, I always want to have relationships with guys. Like, I'm super jealous of, like, men that have, like, strong male relationships, you know, and have that, like, brotherhood type of yeah. thing. And, like it's all about the boys and stuff like that and I've never I've never been that guy you know um, yeah, I haven't either like I've always I've been like a one or two friend right. girl my entire life even like through all of grade school and like elementary school I had one best friend and then one like second best friend yeah and that was it I don't know so I think this is a good point you know to to stop and take a break because I need to refill. I need to refill. Me too. Um, because obviously I'm. Yeah. Because the whole world. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> the fuck? What is wrong with you? I'm just trying. Just stop it. Oh, by the way, speaking of obnoxious noises, Ash got a new breast pump, guys. Oh and, yeah. And I threw away her old one, and we were actually trying to save it so that we could play how one sounds and then how the new one sounds. 
because you guys never got to hear the uh, the fantasticness of her old pump. I bet. But just know how excited we are to have a new a new brass pump in the house. I bet because I know some of you are like, oh, like really were wondering what my breast pump sounded like. I bet um, if you Googled, not like you, the listener, but like if Porter and I Googled the name of my breast pump on YouTube, there would be like a oh, sound yeah. of it, like I'm an audio sure. clip. I'm, so. I, I'm guaranteed that there is. Are you looking it up? No. Um. um so... We're going to take a break. Yes. When we come back, we are going to to transition. We're going to talk about this real quick because I think that this is a big issue, especially in Utah, um, is watching pornography a form of cheating. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, stay tuned, guys. We will be right back. Um, this is Marriage. Podcast. Podcast. I'm Porter. Yeah, I don't, we're not taking that long of a break. Okay, bye. I mean, not bye. Uh, see you in a second. BRB. BRB. <laughs> Okay, welcome back. So, where we left off um, before we had to run upstairs and refill our drinks is... Actually, Ash had to run upstairs and refill our drinks. I had to poop. Um, (laughs) (laughs) At least you're honest. At least I'm honest. So, the the thing that we wanted to talk about real quick, kind of touch on, is this idea of, is pornography a form of cheating? Is pornography also fall under the category of adultery? Um, And here is this one thought from psychology today oh good website don't know how accurate they are but we're (laughs) we're going with that they said and this is a quote and i'm going to read the whole thing to you oh goodness yeah they said isn't watching porn the equivalent of cheating getting sex outside the marriage dr phil has suggested that watching porn is not okay. <laughs> That's a shitty Dr. Phil <laughs> impersonation. Better than I could have done. <laughs> and likely opens the door to cheating. So porn could be considered another gateway drug, drug to, to cheating. Um, anti-porn group Fight the New Drug proclaims that watching porn is cheating because it feels like it and because of oxytocin, oxyto- wow, <laughs> oxytocin, and they suggest that watching porn releases oxytocin in the brain, which causes you to bond with the porn rather than your real life partner. And the explicitly religious organization Covenant Eyes declares that using porn is cheating because it is engagement with a digital prostitute <laughs> despite one's vow to forsake all others. A digital... Pro- well, it's not a prostitute. Well, I guess back in the day, but... If you're paying for it. Yeah, you don't... You can get porn for free. I don't free. know who pays for porn. I hope nobody. So. But... Ash? Yeah. That's what they said? Yep. Now, there's more to that article. They go on to, to argue the other side. Um, oh, they do argue the other side? Yeah, because the title of the article wow. is, Is Watching Pornography a Form of Cheating? Yeah. And the answer is, It Depends. Okay. So they don't do it. And I didn't read the whole article. I just found that quote, and I thought that was... I just took out that block of text and copied and pasted that Okay. into my notes. Um, so, Ash? Yes. In your mind, based off of your you know, current and previous relationships, do you feel like pornography is cheating? Well, I'm going to play, not devil's advocate, but I'm going to play, like, all scenarios. Your average, like, 
average Joe who, uh, you know, watches porn and does a little jerking off here and then. No. I don't consider that cheating. But I imagine if it was different where you were married to someone or in a relationship with someone who had, like, a porn addiction to where they would rather watch porn instead of, like, having sex with you, that would become a bigger issue. Okay. So my response to that is, like, what if it's in a relationship where one of the two people in that relationship don't want to have sex, like, ever? Like, it's just a, for whatever reason, it's a sex-free marriage or a sex-free relationship. Yeah. At that point, is it still considered cheating, I guess, because you're going outside of your marriage to get that, like, sexual release? Is that considered cheating? Because at this point, it's not even a choice. It's like, it's not like you're choosing yeah. this over your, your spouse. It's your spouse I'd doesn't, say no, doesn't want to. I feel like in my, in my uh, scenario, like it was the porn watcher's choice. Like if they don't want, like if they would rather interact with the porn than their partner mm-hmm. in like a healthy marriage or healthy relationship uh-huh. then I could see that being an issue but I don't know in, in that circumstance I feel like their relationship is just fucked and <laughs> so at that point it doesn't really matter if you're watching a lot of porn <laughs> but you would say then that that doesn't count as cheating but obviously going out and cheating would not be justified at that point either. I mean, it'd still be... I wouldn't say it's okay. Okay. But I would have more sympathy with the person. So they're in a relationship, they love their partner, but for whatever reason, sex is just not on the table. Yeah. And they cheat strictly, but they come home. But it's like, so say if like... This person is, like, emotionally checked out, but their partner still very much wants right. the relationship. Yeah. Is this, is this, like, a true story for you? No, I'm just a thing I saw on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a GQ article or something. Yeah. No, but I, I would say, like, in that circumstance, like, it's... I don't remember where yeah. I was going with that, but yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, going back to the porn thing. No, I, I don't think that on a in a regular relationship that porn is is considered cheating. I think that, like you said, like if it becomes an addiction and to to where it completely acts as um, you know a proxy for your partner and kind of instead of going to your partner for that desire for that need you just go on to your laptop yeah you know um and i think that you can develop and that's where you start to develop like the emotional relationship to it and i don't think it's like emotional like i i think you probably can like i know guys that probably do get obsessed and fall in love with like webcam girls yeah and start to spend all kinds of money on them and, and buy them shit so i think that you can develop a mental relationship with people even that you've never met. Yeah. Which obviously, like we've talked about, is would be a form of cheating. Mm-hmm. But if it's just like, 
you're going on online every once in a while, but you're still having a you know a, a healthy sex life with your partner. I don't feel like that that is. See, and you made cheating. You just brought something up that I didn't think about, like going on to like Pornhub and like watching a pre-recorded <clears throat> video, like right, a random. Yeah, but I feel like it might be different if you were like logging on, kind of like a bad, bridesmaid, bad, bad moms, moms, yeah. Like where you're interacting. Yeah. So it's like a FaceTime or yeah. I feels like so old. It's like a FaceTime call with this person, but. Yeah, if you're like interacting and you're having a conversation with this person and you're like watching them like when do they're talking whatever. back to you. Yeah. yeah. And you're basically like having phone sex with that yeah. person then yeah. That I would view that as different like I would view that more on the lines on the lines of cheating than just right. watching like some shitty like porn video. Right. Do you consider going to the strip club cheating? Hmm. Like, I don't tell you about it. Like, I'm out with... I mean, like... uh, Let's imagine I had friends. I'm out with those friends. I go to the strip club, and I don't tell you about it. You find out after the fact is... Are you going to be... Seeing it, that's what... I feel like that's what makes it shady, or, like, that that's what you could draw the line and say it's cheating. If you're not telling your spouse about it, then... It goes back to, like, emotional cheating. Like, if you have something to hide, then you're being shady and you're being unfaithful or not okay, so unfaithful. Well, you, you must feel guilty about something, yeah. right? You must feel like you, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, but cheating, I don't think I would... Unless you're doing something, like, if you're just, like, giving some stripper, like, some dollar bills while you're sitting with your buddies or by yourself, you know, to, you're just paying the girl to do her job and he, I guess even like getting a private dance is still just like paying her to do her job right. but I mean you're obviously trying to fill a void or something that you're not getting at home and the whole like not telling your partner about it <clears throat> opens like a whole new right. set of doors of <laughs> new set of doors <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> There's there's this existing set. And there's there's four or five doors in those sets, and you can open and close those doors. But then when you go to the strip club and don't tell your partner, then a new set of like four or five doors yep. show up, and you can open and close those doors as well. So now you've got yep, like they're functioning doors. Now you could potentially have ten doors that yeah. are opening and closing. Exactly. That's a lot of doors to manage. <laughs> this is why you should tell your partner things. Yeah, to avoid those doors. All those doors. So many doors. Um, what do you think about it? About the strip club? Yeah. I think if it's... Again, I think it kind of goes back to that. Like, you go once or twice like with your buddies or, like, whatever. I don't think that that's cheating. And I don't have any an issue with that. I, I wouldn't go because I'm cheap and I think it's a giant waste of money. Like, I don't... I've been to a strip club one time in my life, and I didn't enjoy myself at all. Yeah, I've been... There's, like, an 18 and up one where they don't serve booze, and I've been to that one with, like, a group of friends. Like, mixed, like, co-ed friends. And, like, for me, it was just awkward. Yeah. Because I'm, especially being a girl, like, I'm like, it's not like I'm there to, like get aroused by you it's more just like awkward because i'm like watching you shake your ass in front of me and right i don't know like 
trying to turn these people on or something, and it just like is fucking awkward. Yeah, I hated it. It was yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Um, but and that was one of the things. Like I was married at the time, and I didn't tell her not because I was ashamed or embarrassed. I mean, I was kind of embarrassed, but it wasn't like I was went to to satisfy some need. You know, I was kind of out with some guys and got dragged into it. And so yeah, I was kind of like ashamed of myself just because it was a stupid thing to do and I didn't enjoy myself, you know? Um, if that same thing happened, would you tell me or would you be ashamed to not tell me? I would tell you. Hmm. Because Thanks. I don't feel like it would be a fight. Like in the in the last case, I think it would have developed into a blown up, blown out of proportion fight that didn't need to happen. Yeah. And I don't think that would be the case with you. I could come home to you and be like, you'd be like, hey, babe, how was your night? I'd be like, oh my God. So I was out with so-and-so and we met with these other guys and then they all wanted to go and so I was riding with him and we got dragged into this. Yeah. I think you'd probably be more like pissed off about the fact that like, well, okay, how much money did you spend? Yeah. Like we don't have money right now. You shouldn't be spending, you know, $100 at the strip club or whatever. You know, I think that would be the bigger issue would be kind of just like the and I think there'd be a level of disappointment like too like with a if you didn't want to go, why did you go? Like, you could have just called me. Like, yeah. why are you out doing shit that you don't... Like, that's more an indicator of just, like, weak character than, you know. Anyway, yeah. that's... Yeah. Oh, I yeah. would tell you. Thanks. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. And so... But on the other hand, I think, and it goes back to the same thing we talked about with the porn, whereas if you're going to the same strip club, especially if you're, like, starting to go by yourself... And you or have like, like a specific girl. During your lunch break. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a specific girl that you're trying to see, and you go and you buy constantly buying dances from the same girl. Yeah. And you start to talk to each other, and she's like, "How is your job?" And oh, it's so shitty. And she's yeah. like, she starts to be like that shoulder that, that you. Work wife. Yeah, the work the your strip club wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then I think that obviously is is extremely problematic because now emotionally you're starting to own unburden yourself onto her and I think once someone starts to like take on that mantle of your support system yeah then it becomes problematic yeah because if you're giving anyone that title like that's a pretty like significant part in your life is your support system the person you like unload and talk about your day and like the everyday bullshit that you know can come off as no big deal but you like really think about it it's like no like that's that's like I I don't want you to talk about your shitty day to anyone else but me like I I want that I I prefer to remain emotionally aloof I don't want to talk to anybody (laughs) about my problems (laughs) I just bottle it in for years and years and hope for the best why would I want to why would I want to get that out of my system to anybody (laughs) let alone a stripper no offense you know nothing against strippers I'm sure you know that would be a great job if you could be like going through like to be like a psychiatrist or something while also a stripper because, you know, like, you're, the people that cut your hair, like, the guy that cuts my hair is basically my therapist. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you're doing both of those things where you can be, like, a trained therapist, but also a stripper, then you could charge exor- much more exorbitant rates because you're providing... Two services. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two birds with one stone. Yeah. 
look into that. <laughs> I, no one wants to see if me strip. Any, uh, That'd be I the worst thing ever. That's not what I meant. Are there any uh, strippers listening who are <laughs> yeah. strippers slash like, entrepreneurs? I don't know. That, yeah, <laughs> I don't know that we have a huge demographic of strippers. Hit Porter yeah, up. We might if we do. Let us know because let us know. <laughs> um, Ashley, have you ever been cheated on? Yes. Have you ever cheated on someone? Black and white, yes, but there's... This is news to me. That's why I said black and white. Okay. There's like an asterisk at the end of it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's just the tip. No. Here's the thing. (laughs) And I'm sure this goes back and forth like, well, cheating's cheating, but... I had been, like, emotionally checked out from this relationship, and it was, I I guess both of us were, like, it was just not going anywhere, and both of us, like, accepted that fact, but we were just, like, kind of holding on to it just for shits and gigs or something. Good sex? No. (laughs) But, and so... Yeah, I guess I cheated, but then the next day it was, like, officially broken off. So, so you had sex with someone else? I never said sex. It doesn't... We don't have to get into details. Well, you said black and white. Yes, you cheated. Then yes. So you had sex with someone else? Yes. Uh, before... Prior to breaking up with this person? Yes. Okay. So that's what I said. Black and white, yes. But... Textbook so, definition... Yes. But in your mind, the relationship was dead and gone. It was over and done with. It wasn't just my mind. Well, okay, but... Yeah. You had... What I mean is, it wasn't just in your mind, but you hadn't had a formal conversation of, like, this needs to be over, what are we doing, why are we... You know, this needs to end right now. Yeah. Right. So in this other person's mind, the relationship was still there. Yeah, I guess. Kind of. Yeah. To whatever extent they thought it was still there. Yeah. Okay. Was it one-night stand? Mm-hmm. It was a short fling. Okay. So, yeah. I'm not, like, trying to make up for it and say that, like, oh, well, it wasn't considered treating because this, this, and this, but it wasn't like I was in this relationship and everything was going on. Our, you right, know, and this other person thought everything was maybe not fine but was still going yeah and it was like you're seeing both people at the same time and like having this like clandestine relationship or like on the movies where it's like you're in the kitchen making dinner and it's like so are you excited to go to sally's party on friday i slept with someone else yeah like it wasn't like that like, was that is it crazy stupid love where like driving home from or they're just sitting at dinner and she's like i'm having an affair yeah or yeah. on um He's just not that into you. Yeah. Bradley Cooper does that in yeah. the middle of Home Depot. Oh, which, oh my God. If he did, if you ever did that in like a public place to prevent me from like losing your a shit, scene, you'd create a scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> and there's a lot of sharp objects at Home Depot. Yeah, so it's he a dangerous place. Like there's through. hammers and yeah. axes and power tools. Power tools. Yeah, that's a stupid place to piss <laughs> someone off. You should go to like Build a Bear. If you're gonna do that, <laughs> so the worst you can do is throw stuffed animals at me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do it at like, like a Bed Bath and Beyond or like a knife store. <laughs> okay. Um, 
So what about like so with the cheating? Was that when not your cheating? Not but when it happened to you, mm-hmm. was that something that like the relationship was still like ongoing and you found out like after the fact that they had had this other relationship for like the past X number of months or what? The first time, yes. The first time I it was like my first boyfriend. Uh huh. Serious or other like first boyfriend right. ever and. Um, he just started acting like super weird and distant and I was like so naive because I was like 19 years old and I didn't really know and I created this huge scene and not like it at a store or anything but like looking back on it I'm like I was really embarrassing I did the whole like I can't live without you like why are you doing this to me like created this whole thing because I was like convinced that I was in love and I'm supposed to be with this person forever yeah and yeah then I found out later that girl he cheated on me with was his best friend's sister and then he eventually got her pregnant and then kind of left her to be with the baby you dodged a bullet there didn't you yep yeah and that's so you said the first time so it's happened more than once I'm pretty sure well I have proof of the two, and I'm... The two? Well, out of my three relationships... Before me. Yeah. I have proof of two, but I am have very high sneaking suspicions that they happen with the third one as well. Holy but, shit, no wonder you're so, like, suspicious of me and, like, have <laughs> trust issues. You, 100% of your relationships, you've been cheated on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can prove two of the three. Like, with, like, pictures or texts or what? Yeah. Well, the first one I found out because... He told you? Or someone, his friend told me or something. I don't remember how it actually, like, came through. But, yeah, the second one, um, it was the morning after Christmas. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And I was sleeping over at his house because this is back when we, like, lived at our parents' house still. And he went to go take a shower and I, like, never looked through his phone before, but I just, like, had this, like, crazy... And he left it, like, right by the bed. And I just had this, like, overwhelming feeling, like, I need to look through that phone. And I did, and there's, like, pictures of tits everywhere, like, in text messages and stuff. And I'm like, well, okay. And so we, like, came back down, and I, like, confronted him, and... I don't remember, like, what was said or what. I'm sure it was, like, a whole try to play it off like it was right. nothing. Those are just my friends, or I don't know. <laughs> some stupid bullshit that The people, boys say. Yeah. yeah. And so we break up, and I'm, like, devastated. And then, like, a couple months later, I'm like, okay, we can get back together. And then we do... And then, like, two months into it, I think I was the one who called at that time. I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. And then, so I broke up with him, and then he created this whole, like, scene. Like, crying, sobbing bullshit. I'm like, what? Yeah. You seem to have forgotten what happened, like, three months ago. (laughs) Yeah, you're trying to guilt me into sticking around. Yeah. And the third one, you say you have suspicions, but don't. But can't prove. Yeah, he would go out all the time, 
which I was never invited, and would never. But then talk when you about, ever went out, he would go with you, right? Or would lose his motherfucking mind. Yeah. Like I couldn't go to Applebee's for lunch with Kyle. Why would you go to Applebee's for lunch? Because this is back in the day. I, no, it was Chili's because Chili's was okay, our jam. Okay, that's better. I was like, fuck. <laughs> what are you doing at Applebee's? You must be cheating. If you're meeting someone at Applebee's in the middle of the day, you're having an affair. <laughs> no, it was Chili's because Chili's was our jam. So we like went to Chili's and like got margaritas because it was a Saturday and why not? And he was, like, convinced that I wasn't with Kyle and that I was going and getting... Or maybe he... He hated Kyle, so... But he... So he was like, you guys went there and you're getting drunk and then you're going to go sleep around. Like, yep, that's exactly (laughs) what I'm going to do. Because everybody knows you go to Chili's on a Saturday afternoon to meet guys. (laughs) And yeah, I'm going to go get liquored up at noon and then (laughs) go fuck around. (laughs) That's my thing. I, I've heard it said, and I don't know if the, how true this is. I, I, I have to think that it, there's there's something to it, but I've heard it said that the guilty are the first to to throw blame or to throw shade or whatever See, to make those accusations. Like, and like, I believe that too, and that's why he like when you're doing something he was shitty, crazy, yeah, jealous and suspicious all the time. And I had never once given him like any cause, any, any yeah cause to other ever. than going to Chili's and yeah. <laughs> The middle of the day, which is and it wasn't even, shady. It wasn't even like I was like going out or anything. Like you're putting on this like little dress that like barely yeah. covers your ass, and because like, like when hey, we went I'm out, on my way to Chili's. When we went out, it was like with him. Even like when Kyle and I went out, I don't. He was such a control freak that I never went out yeah. without him. And so, like, even when her and I would go out, it was, like, all of us. Which explains why now, like, you have issues where I'm like, go do shit. And you're like, no, I can't leave without you. Yeah. All, no, because oh, my it was, like, God, the, get the fuck out first of the house. relationship where I was, like, told that I could have a life outside of my relationship. And I was like, what? What It's actually that a test. Mean? You can't. I no. just want to see what you do. Hmm. All of a sudden, you're like, I'm going to go back to Chili's. I'm going to go get I'm drunk gonna go at to Chili's. Applebee's for yeah. the Long Island iced tea. <laughs> so you think that his... And, and that makes sense. I mean, his suspicion... Like, I, I think that when people are the most suspicious and the quicker... You know, so quick to accuse you of something... Yeah. It's because they've got something to hide themselves. Yeah. Well, and he... There was this big scene that I'm, like, really, like, embarrassed about, but... He had started this new job, and there was this girl there who I believe was, like, totally innocent on the whole thing. Like, kind of in your shoes. Like, right. oh, new guy, like, I'm going to be friendly. Right. And a genuine, like, I want to hang out with you and your girlfriend type of, like, thing. Right. Like, she's cool. Just a nice person. Yeah. But he was so, like, over the top, like, flirtatious with her and everything. And... There was one night where she had invited... She got tickets to the X Games or something and invited us to go with her. And, of course, we... Because I was living with him downtown. And that's where it was. So we just, like, got drunk before and then, like, walked over there and then came back and then... Or, like, went out afterwards or whatever. Yeah. Got way too drunk. And then she came over and it was late... And she was just going to stay the night because she couldn't drive. And I'm like, oh, it's getting late. Like, I'm going to go to bed. And he was like, all right. And he, like, 
refused to go to bed with me. And I'm like, okay. And so I was like, had no fucking trust in this relationship. And I was so, like, paranoid the entire time. I, like, would go through his shit all the time. All the time. Like, from very early on in the relationship. Like, I just had, like, zero trust in it. Like, I don't know why I stuck around as long as I did, but was always anytime he went in the shower i was like on his facebook like because yeah. he, he never had like sexed messages but inappropriate very very flirtatious messages that you probably shouldn't have with other girls while you're right. in a relationship and so i would always like find stuff like that and of course he would like call me names for for thinking then like how i was so stupid and everything and so then i go to bed but I couldn't go to bed because right. now all I'm thinking is like he's gonna fuck her in the other room or something right. crazy, and so I, on top of being very intoxicated, I my mind is like going. But a you lose your mind when you're drunk, like yeah. you go. I know I'm you, psycho. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I. But then, like on top of like overthinking the situation, I waited for a while. I would like because his big window in his bedroom led to like the little balcony in the apartment so I would like go out the window and I'd smoke and like chain smoke because I was just like losing my fucking mind and then I finally like went out there and started a scene and I don't think I've ever told you the story no I'm I'm on pins no, it, and needles it gets worse I don't so, doubt it I know you this drunk. poor girl has like is like so innocent in the situation like she's like just trying to be nice and like just trying to be friendly and so him and I, like, start going at it. He's, like, yelling at me that I would even have this, like, thought in my head. Like, I was, like, crazy for thinking that because none of this other shit would lead me to believe that right. he would do anything, like, to be a scumbag or whatever, cheat on me. And then... He was finally like, hey, let's go to bed or whatever. And so we go in his room, continue to fight. This poor girl is, like, trying to sleep outside. Well, outside of the room, in the living room. We're, like, getting in this fucking crazy fight. I went to do something on my phone, and his whole apartment was concrete. He grabs my hand and starts, like, beating it against the bed until my phone flies out of my hand, to which he grabs my phone and, like, throws it against the ground, shatters my phone. I'm, like, trying to call Lisa to come get me, and I went in the little closet. It was, like, a little walk-in closet. I went in the closet, and I started, like, packing up all my shit, because I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm making her come get me. And... It got fucking weird. I don't even remember. I think I've tried to block it out. It got, like, weird. Is that where you hurt your... That's where you hurt your wrist, isn't it? No. No? That was at work. Oh, I thought he grabbed you or something. He, like, grabbed me by the neck and, like, threw me to the ground. And, like, he had those stupid beads that went into his closet. And those were, like, getting intertwined in us. And I'm, like, trying to, like, fucking beat him off me. And I'm, like, scratching him. And then I think I called the cops because he did that to me. And so cops get there and of course I'm like no we're fine we're fine because at this point it kind of like mellowed down and then 
So they're like, looking at me, and then they go and look at him, and of course there's fucking scratches on him. Right. And so then they're questioning me, and I'm like, oh my god, this is such a shit show. And so poor Lisa, I call her to come get me, and then I called her, and I said, never mind. But then all this shit happened, so right. I'm like, okay, you come need back. to come back. Yeah. And this is all like one or two o'clock in the morning, and yeah. There's probably more, but I probably should just <laughs> not say any more because I don't know what I wanted. There's more to this story? Like the next day. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe we'll talk about that off air because I'm genuinely intrigued, but I I know if you're uncomfortable with it or whatever, I'm not going to push this situation, push the issue, but. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, I had no idea. Yeah, she got weird. The next day? Like physical again? No. Well, no. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> just leave everyone else on the yeah. pins and needles. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> Everybody else is just going to have to just just figure it out. Just make it up as you, for yourselves. Okay. Just imagine what happened. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that um, is a little... Well, that, that, took a, that took a turn. We were talking about some... That's a little um, just insight as to why I'm like a jealous weirdo. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> With trust issues. It's one of those conversations we should have had four months, four years ago. <laughs> uh, I don't blame you though. I totally like, you know. I've always told you like, and and between never the th- you know that I've no, had trust issues but, or whatever. But but also like triggered as far as like the shit that you've seen growing up with your mom. Yeah. And then to have been physically abused like that, you know, in a relationship, like no wonder like you. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, PTSD going on, and just police, you know, rightfully yeah. so. Um. All right. Well, <laughs> well, that was intense. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to go there. But. No, but good. Glad you did. I mean, it must be therapeutic for you. Hopefully, it'll be, you know, cathartic. A way of healing is to to get that out and talk about it. Yeah. And the fucked up thing about it is, like, I know that I was like out of line with like. <sighs> creating such a scene, especially in front, in front of, like, this poor girl, who I think we're still, like, friends with on Instagram, to be honest, or Facebook or something. Like, he was, like, the attacker and everything, or whatever you want to... Yeah. I'm not, like, saying I'm, I'm the poor victim here, but I'm, like, it just shows, like, what kind of relationship it was where I feel... Like, I'm ashamed to talk about it yeah. because I feel like, oh, I'm the one who called the cops and I'm this. And I'm like, hmm. Like, that's probably why I've never, like, brought it up. It's because yeah. I feel, like, dumb about it. There's a it. guilt you feel. Yeah. Which you shouldn't. I, I, you know, we need to try and clear that up because, yeah, like, you, you were probably wrong to to create the situation that you did. But his, his response and him, you know, physically attacking you is not your fault at all. Like, you don't can't victim blame here. Like, yeah. Yeah, maybe you... You push the buttons, but his responses was was not your fault at all. Yeah. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. what about you? <laughs> well, we're we're almost an hour and a half into this, so. <laughs> I I have never. You've never cheated on anyone. Well, I don't, and I don't feel like I have. I think that in some cases, you know, based off kind of what we talked about today, like my some of my friendships or my one of my friends that I had in college whilst being married, mm-hmm. I think she took or she may have misconstrued as an emotional cheating because 
I got to be so close with this girl so quickly. Mm-hmm. But again, it was just... I, I think, you know, in my mind at least still to this day, even reflecting back on it, you know, because sometimes you reflect back on something, you'll be like, oh, shit, I didn't really see that for what it was. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it was strictly plutonic. Um, were you to the point, even, like, thinking it was plutonic, like, were you getting to the point where you were like, oh, I can't wait to tell so-and-so this, or I heard this funny thing, I can't wait to share it yeah. with her. and there were things like, we'd leave a movie, and... Like, she'd be the first person I'd, like, I'd text and be like, oh, my God, I just saw a cool movie. You need to go see this movie or whatever. Yeah. And she had a son that was the same age as Ellie, and so there'd be times when we'd just be hanging out with me and, and Ellie and her and her son at the park, just mm-hmm. the, the four of us. And and I think part of it was, and, you know, I think part of it was that things were kind of shitty at home. Yeah. And so I maybe I probably did confide in her too much, but then... You know, we talk about, like, the secrecy, like, through our emails and text messages, I was very open about that. Like, if at any point she wanted to, to see my messaging, I never hid that at all. Yeah. I was very open to say, here, I'm not ashamed at all of what we talk about, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but her her response to that was so, I guess, overblown or, you know, blown out of proportion that it made me think that there was something else maybe going on. Which one? With... The f- friend from college or the, the ex? With, with the ex, with her, her response to my friend. Oh, with, yeah. To my friendship and, like, demanding that I end it and demanding that I don't, like, talk to her. And I'm like, well, that's going to be kind of impossible because we have fucking, like, every class together. Yeah. Um, but then we graduated, and then it wasn't that long after going, you know, being kind of going through her phone because she had become so so distant and unresponsive to me in, in any way I started having to go through her phone just to kind of see like what was going on hold on time out okay. so was she the reason you stopped talking to this girl or you just graduated and then just like didn't no I, I stopped talking to her out of uh, request per mm-hmm. request from my from my ex-wife hmm. and so once we graduated and like I got divorced, then we kind of started talking again, and then she got married, and then that relation, that friendship, died away almost immediately. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, interesting that she would have a friendship with you while you were married, and it was fine, but then she gets married and you were single. Yeah. And then that friendship is non-existent. Yeah. Hmm. And so. Anyway, so you go through her phone. And... Because she was always so suspicious. And so I find... And then I end up going through our, our cell phone, like our, our text message records, and I find a shit ton of, of messages back and forth to this one number. Mm-hmm. Even like at like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, or when she's not at work. And so I'm like, what's this number? Like, who's this person that she's texting? And I ask her about it, and she tells me it's somebody from work or whatever. Yeah. And I and like a, another woman, I'm like okay. And then I get on her phone and I open it up, and I don't find any text messages from that person. They'd all been deleted. Mm-hmm. But the name of that person is a woman. And then the and I don't remember exactly the way it played out, but as I as it goes on and I start to like ask her questions and kind of probe a little bit, 
her answers don't make sense. Like they don't. They start the story. The story changes a little enough that I'm like, "You're fucking lying to me!" Like, just who is this? And it turns out that she had put in this dude's number in her phone, but changed the name to a woman. Mm. So it looked like she was texting this this woman. Yeah. But then she was deleting the text messages constantly, and so there'd be times when I would be asleep, and she. Would, Oh my god, Rosie has sleep apnea or something. <laughs> she snores so loud. I think she's like having a dream. She sounds like a bear. I wish we could put a microphone over there. Oh my there. god. Anyway, and so I found these text messages. Um, I asked her to call it off and to stop texting this this dude. What were the messages? Well, I didn't find the messages themselves. I found the records of the message in our cell phone bill. So how did you like what? How did you find out that it wasn't like? really a girl just her how she was acting and her yeah, answers yeah and her stories weren't making sense and then finally I was like who is this person and she's like oh it's this dude that and I'm like why did you have it as a different name she's like because I didn't want you to find it in my phone mm. and so then I was like okay who is this person like why are you texting him and and we talked about it and at first I was like trying to be like the cool boyfriend or the cool husband that's like Hey, well, you know, like if you need to get this out of your system or whatever else, like, and then afterwards I'm like, no, fuck that, like, and I came back and I was like, you need to stop texting this this guy, like, this needs to end, and then she's like, I'm moving out. <laughs> so when I kind of had said no, like this needs to end, she was basically like, no, fuck you. Yeah, she dipped. Um, and so then that was July, and the divorce was finalized in November quick turnaround there yeah so was it did you ever find out like the extent of their relationship oh they i don't think they've been hooking up while we were living together but i'm not a hundred percent on that mm. but i'm almost positive and i don't have proof it's just yeah. i'm almost positive they they started almost immediately upon her moving out mm. but i don't know physically what had happened yeah. But emotionally, absolutely, 100%, I'm oh, yeah. sure. She checked out 100%. Way, yeah. Didn't you say you guys were, like, on a vacation together or something, and she was, like, on the phone with him? Yeah, she was, like, out on it. We were out in Midway, and she was out on the balcony texting while we were all inside, like, playing card games, like, with her cousins and aunts and uncles and family and stuff. And I walk out, and I'm all, hey, so what's going on? And she kind of, like, did the quick, like, put my phone away. Yeah. And I'm like, who are you texting at, like, 12 o'clock at night while we're here on the for vacation on the 4th of, for the 4th of July, hmm. you know? And that's when she told me, oh, I'm talking to so-and-so. The girl's name? Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. And I just kind of dismissed it. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, that doesn't that doesn't add up like there was I don't remember exactly I knew enough about whoever she had mentioned and enough of the I knew enough of her friends mm-hmm. that when she said this person I was like mm, no. I don't think so like Red it flex. just yeah it just it just didn't add up like I was immediately suspicious and then it was that night after I this whole thing went down where I started going through her phone records mm-hmm. and then talked to her about it and then it was that night that I said, I need you to stop talking to this dude because we'd been up talking about it. Yeah. And then she moved out the next day. That's crazy. Like, the very next day. So we drove home from Midway, like, in absolute, like, silence. She dropped me off at my parents' house. 
um, which is where we were living in the basement apartment. Mm-hmm. And then she went back to her mom and dad's house with Ellie. And then I went with my mom and dad to my uncle's house for the 4th of July barbecue. And when I got home, she, with along with her mom and dad, had moved her and Ellie out of the house while I was gone for those few hours. Sweet. Yeah. Alrighty then. Yeah. So, it was it was an an intense time. Yeah. In in my life. And this is why Porter's favorite holiday is the Fourth of July. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess now you can see it that oh, way, yeah. but at the time... It sucked at the time, but now I I absolutely, you know, it it was the end of a bad thing. It wasn't like our marriage was great and everything was hunky-dory and things were fantastic. Like, good marriages don't just end. You know, it's not like things are perfect. Good marriages don't end in divorce. Yeah, good marriages don't end in divorce. It's like you have two people who are perfectly happy and content with each other, look at each other and be like, let's do this thing. Let's yeah. end this relationship. Like... It, it, it needed to end and it, like the circumstances were shitty but it led to much it led to much better things both for her and for myself like I, she's in a much better place now than she was with me and that's great and I'm happy for that I'm in a much better place now than I was with her and I'm happy for that so I'm happy for that too yeah and we have wild and you know so sometimes cheating I guess in, in that aspect can lead to to good things yeah I guess so yeah. Do you believe that once a cheater, always a cheater? <laughs> Just like a quick. You're no. At the time, I, we don't need to dive. Deep I don't in think it. so. I I I think that there is that risk because you have you know if you have that propensity, but I think that accidents happen and and I think that people can make choices based off of circumstances, like you in your case. Yeah. Like you're in a shitty relationship, you do this thing, and it ends the relationship but that doesn't mean that you are a chronic cheater yeah so no I don't think so I think that it can happen I think that um what's that movie with uh ah shit where she finds out that her husband's cheating and she finds the girlfriend and then together they start like like spying on her husband and find out that he's cheating oh, on yeah. the mistress with another. Yeah, it's Leslie Mann and uh-huh. that hot girl with big tits, the like playboy. The Carl's Jr. chick. Is she? Yeah. She was. And then Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, I know. So what in you're that case, like about. that dude is obviously like a chronic cheater, right? Yeah. But, and I didn't know the story about you beforehand, but it's not like that changes anything. Like all of a sudden, I'm like, fuck, Ashley cheated once, like. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> like, what's in store now? <laughs> I don't know. I go back and forth on it. My biggest hang-up is it's really hard for me. It would be hard for me to be... Because you hear these stories, and I'm not going to, like, name names, because we have, like, people yeah, we that have we people. know. But it's, like, people who cheat on their spouse and then end up being with the person they cheated on that person with... Like, it would just be hard for me to be that the other woman in that situation. Like, you were the other woman, and yeah. now you're, like, the woman... Now you're the wife. Right. What's going to make you feel secure that he's not going to do find another right. other woman? Like, 
and I guess that it might just be because I have wicked bad trust issues, but like I just because you hear about like the stories that's like, oh I was the other woman and now we're married, and then it's like, oh he had an affair with the secretary. Yeah. And it's like, are you really surprised? Like you yeah. were the other woman. You were this woman like X number of years ago. Like yeah. are you really that surprised? Like. And I, and I think that you know if it's situational, like it. I mean, and and I can see what you're saying. Like, well, what's to say if things don't get bad? If that situation doesn't, like, if that situation repeats itself, or the next best thing, like, in a shitty marriage, someone hotter and younger, whatever, right, comes along. And so I I can understand like that hesitancy to to justify, but I also believe that people change and that one one accident not have an accident I don't call it an accident because I think that it's very much like an intentional thing yeah but at the same time like you and I have made this comment to each other multiple times like you can't help who you fall in love with yeah and if you're in a relationship where the love is gone like you're still married but you're essentially roommates yeah and you find somebody that you truly connect with and you fall in love with that person I I don't think that 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 necessarily means that you're going to duplicate that in another relationship but I mean I think that you can find somebody and I don't necessarily believe in soulmates but I think you can find somebody that's a better fit for you who you are totally your soulmate oh absolutely no I totally I think that you are 100% but I don't think that you know I don't think that if I had been in a a past relationship that was shitty and, and I cheated on that person that that would you know predetermined that that would like obviously all of a sudden mean that I was going to cheat on you yeah as well I mean I don't know I, I people guess people make mistakes I would and like to hear from someone who doesn't have like a really bad track record of shitty relationships where there's yeah. no trust and being cheated on or whatever well, because like I don't know if that's just my opinion on it because yeah. I feel like that's all I know kind of thing right like how long did it take for me to like cause I always be like oh I trust you and you're like do you yeah like I just keep expecting you to to hurt you trust you you. you've never given me a reason to not trust you I just like that you know of this is all I know and so I just am expecting you to do it right because that's what's happened every time before well I think that that, that's kind of a good place to to kind of kick off or to to sign off and say like do you guys know of people and we don't need names necessarily but you know through our Facebook um, page you can email us if you want to stay if you don't want to post it for the whole world to see you can email us at thisismarriagepodcast at gmail.com but we'd love to know your stories like a, have you been the cheater and have gone on to have healthy, successful relationships where you're not, that's not an issue? Or, like, would never, like, if you're in a relationship now and be like, oh, I would never do that again, or that was a mistake, or whatever, like, but I, and I, also I guess think I'm just that, curious to Well, and I also think that you, you can have a, a, be a person who's never cheated before and be in a, a, a relationship where you just, the love is gone and you're just, it's, it's so dead that you do something that's completely out of character for you, that doesn't mean you're going to repeat that process, right? Yeah. Repeat that pattern. Otherwise, I should be the one who's all sketch about you. Yeah. 
True that, yeah. So let us know if you if you have this experience, like what your thoughts are. Do you agree, disagree with with what you've heard tonight? You know, this is just our our own opinion. We don't really back this up with anything. It's just us talking. Um, but I'm curious to know, like, do you believe? A, I think one of the questions I'd love to hear you guys answer is, is pornography cheating? Yeah. You know, I think that especially in Utah, that's a huge deal. Like, so many, I know so many men who, the second they look at pornography, are immediately accused of cheating and mm-hmm. are porn addicts and need to go to, like, treatment centers. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think occasional pornography is constitutes an addict. No, I don't. And I don't think that constitutes as cheating. Um, so we'd love to hear about that, what your opinions are on that. And, and then also like have to, you cheated or have you been yeah. cheated on? Like, tell us your story and you can do it anonymously. Just just email us and we'll talk about it. We, uh, that's a topic that we would, ever since we started this podcast and kind of had it, our mission to be like a, things that other people are like too embarrassed or scared to talk about. Like, one of the first things Porter brought up was like, let's talk about porn. Yeah. Like, porn in a relationship and watching porn or whatever so on your own or in a relationship i like i think alone or together yeah yeah like being in a relationship and watching porn by yourself or being in a relationship and watching porn like as a couple yeah so eventually we'll we'll We'll, do that episode but yeah you feel good Mm -hmm. okay i have to pee all right, I have to edit, and we'll have to have, have to, to post pump this thing with my quiet pump. Oh, it's so delightful! I could have been pumping the whole time, and no one would you have known. Know. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this has been another episode of This Is Marriage podcast. I'm Porter. I'm Ashley. We love you. Long time. Bye. Bye.